December 17th, Revelation chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. When the Lamb broke the seventh seal, there was silence throughout heaven for about half an hour. And I, John, saw the seven angels who stand before God, and they were given seven trumpets. Then another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar. And a great quantity of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people, to be offered on the gold altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense, mixed with the prayers of the saints, ascended up to God from the altar, where the angel had poured them out. Then the angel filled the incense burner with fire from the altar, and threw it down upon the earth, and thunder crashed, lightning flashed, and there was a terrible earthquake. Then the seven angels with the seven trumpets prepared to blow their mighty blasts. The first angel blew his trumpet, and hail and fire, mixed with blood, were thrown down upon the earth, and one-third of the earth was set on fire. One-third of the trees were burned, and all the grass was burned. Then the second angel blew his trumpet, and a great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea, and one-third of the water in the sea became blood, and one-third of all things living in the sea died, and one-third of all the ships on the sea were destroyed. Then the third angel blew his trumpet, and a great flaming star fell out of the sky, burning like a torch. It fell upon one-third of the rivers, and on the springs of water. The name of the star was Bitterness. It made one-third of the water bitter, and many people died because the water was so bitter. Then the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and one-third of the sun was struck, and one-third of the moon, and one-third of the stars, and they became dark. And one-third of the day was dark, and one-third of the night also. Then I looked up, and I heard a single eagle crying loudly as it flew through the air, Terror! 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 To all who belong to this world, because of what will happen when the last three angels blow their trumpets. Hello, and welcome to Transformation Radio. Today I'm your host, Wes Thompson. Happy uh, for you to listen in, and hopefully you're encouraged today. So welcome. Well, again, welcome to Transformation Radio. Uh, we are in part four or five of the story of the refuge where we're going back and I, Wes Thompson, am interviewing my dad, Tom Thompson, who founded the refuge over 20 years ago. And we're retelling that story. And our hope is, is to continue to do this, to interview staff, um, friends of the refuge, and to hopefully encourage you by sharing kind of where we've been, where we're going, um, and where we are. And so hopefully you find this as an encouragement and uh, thanks for listening. So I was holding back guys wanting to work because I love, I was full of myself, right? I was, I was a young pastor guy and I wanted to, everybody hear me and I wanted to keep them in the woods and I wanted to preach all day whenever I had a chance after work. And they were saying, my God, we're tired of it. Can we please go work? So I laugh sometimes when some of the guys think all they're here for is for us to go work because I didn't want anybody to work. That was the men. Yeah. The, the early drove. years were, were just sitting around, yeah, in a Bible study. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we're not anti-Bible study. It's just, yeah. So they start, that's all they, it was. Yeah. They think I've started Thompson Concrete and it's all about me working this and I'm like, oh my God, I if they only knew how it was and and how yeah. much I pushed back on that. <laughs> so it was around this time too that like, you know, we think about Vinton County as being the only part of the early years, but there was also this connection to the west side of Columbus. Maybe speak into that. When did that when did that start? Yeah, that that was a uh Jeff Winters, our second guy in, this happened pretty quick. He uh, completed the ministry, which was a year down there in the woods with me another six months. And, and then we were the ones that kind of walked out. He, he had a carpet cleaning background. So that's where that came in. But Jeff came to me one day, he said, Tom, I feel like I'm supposed to help with phase one. Cause I did have these, th- this process in mind of discipleship. And I knew there needed to be a entry point to see the committed and who's really here and really bought in to who we are and making disciples versus just hanging out. And I knew at the end there needed to be some application practical side. I just, I didn't know how to do it. And I thought maybe I could find other people on the bookends and I, I would just be the farm in the middle. I didn't know how that would all play out, but that's where Jeff came to me and said, I feel called to do that. That first phase, the entry point, the 30 days. So we had that in mind. And I said, well, let's pray about it. And we prayed together. And I said, Give me five things that you, because he wanted to go up to Columbus and look around. He had a couple people he wanted to talk to. I said, take a trip up there. Give me five things that you sense that if if these five things come to pass, that you believe that this would confirm that God's telling you're the guy to do this. And no kidding, he, he went to Columbus, left that morning, came back that night. All five things were checked off. He had keys in hand and a place rent-free to start with, and it was all down in Franklinton. That's how we got to Franklinton. I didn't think Franklinton. I wasn't thinking Westside. That was Jeff Winters going up, discerning. And it was an outreach pastor from Grove City that they had a connection to the inner city, and they had a building down on the west side. And that person actually met with Jeff and said, would you guys be interested in taking that building? That's what landed us. Wow. And that was in the first first number of years, right? Yes. As like within the first five years. And I get confused with time because it's been a, yeah. a blur. It was but, but we've been in the Franklinton Hilltop area then ever since. So, so for, you know, for the, at least the past 15 years. So then we had phase one there. Then I had another building down there on Thomas and Davis in Franklinton that became, we've been everything, 2A, 2B, and 3. I mean, it, it's been different things. It was an apartment complex down there we were renting and and uh, one of the guys at that time was a part of the board was, was, you know, allowing us to use that. Then a, an, an opportunity came up in Cincinnati where we moved our phase one from now West side down to over the Rhine for two or three years. So then we had guys going to Cincinnati for the first 30 days, going to Vinton County for the next four months and going to Columbus for the last eight months. So it was really spread out all over the state. And we've tried, we've had Jackson County property. We started a phase one over in, in uh, Zanesville for about six months. I mean, we've, we've about done all that. And then we're back to Lancaster after Columbus. Um, but Princeton Avenue was our, was our first official phase one after we left that one rented property at the beginning. Okay. And that was a phase one. And then because it's a double, we had a phase one on one side and a phase three on the, you know, you could break it up. Is that been, the same property that we have that we have now? That's where wow. Phil Parker is. Okay. 
we've kept that ever since. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How did we, so, so that, that shares kind of how we ended up in Columbus as well. How did we end up in Lancaster? Yeah, the Lancaster, um, we were in Cincinnati with phase one and we were in Columbus. I just got out of a board meeting and that night we had discussed some things and they said, Tom, we're done. You, you're all over the state. Yeah. <laughs> so they said, you're they driving said, all over the place. Let's stop. And I said, that's fine with me. I, I've been driving and I've got miles after mile. And uh, that next morning, a guy by the name of Norm called me and it was, he, he, he had seen and heard and heard me share in a church about the refuge in Lancaster. And he said, Tom, I need to talk to you. We, I've got, I've got to share with you. We've got some property. I'd like you to see. I just had a board meeting the night before and we said, we're not going to buy anything, do anything else. <laughs> so I told Norm, I said, I said, Norm, I, I'm not doing it. He said, what do you mean you're not doing it? You haven't even seen it. I said, I'm not, I don't want it. We just had a board meeting and, and we're done doing moving and expanding. I'm telling you, we're not going to expand. And he said, you, aren't you a preacher? Should you pray? And I said, I'm not praying. I'm telling you, we're done with it. And, uh, and finally he kept urging me and, and, and coaxing me. And I just said, okay, I'll pray about it. And, and I just prayed about it. I'll tell you what I, I really sensed West. It wasn't expansion. It was transition. It was, it was closing one thing down and moving it. So it was consolidation, not expansion. So we shut down our Cincinnati phase one and moved the phase one to Lancaster. Okay. So that, that's how that came about. When I went out there, I couldn't believe the property. Of course, you know what it's like today. Yeah. But if I would have just a little been, different than, than Cincinnati. Total donation. Absolutely given to us. Now that didn't come without a price. Yeah. Uh, there was a, there was another entity on the property that wanted it as well. And that went into a big crazy step, but, but I literally moved within a week. Once we said we're doing it, we were in it without even owning it and having it. And then we had, we were in the property. It was tougher for them to get us out of it. So it was like, it was like we were claiming territory then. So we moved everything, moved the guys. We're living there before we even zoned. Um, so then I had to go through seven trustee meetings and uh, nobody wanted us there in Lancaster. I mean, the little ladies came out and everybody scared to death of all of us coming in and we, we had signs up out there saying, don't let them in the backyard. And so that was a, that was a battle. It was very, very frustrating and very, um, but I'll never forget one of our board members, Bob just said, Tom, don't say anything. Just, just be still. And for, for seven, eight weeks, we didn't say a word and we just let them all talk about us and yell at us and tell us. And by the end of it, the trustees, the last night I had all the guys, the alumni that I knew at that time, come for the last meeting because it didn't look like we were going to get it. And they brought their parents and we flooded that little place, that little trustee's place. And there was, and they asked for open public forum. You can share anything. So all the guys kept coming up and sharing about what God had done in their life and the change that had happened through the refuge in the past. And we're totally support. And by the end of it, that was about an hour and a half of guy after guy and family member after family member. And the next thing you know, that guy said, hey, this is a trustee meeting. Lord God, I feel like we just had church. Let's vote. And then they voted us to give it to us that, that night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that was so, powerful. So, you you know, you, you've you've made, you know, you, you pulled the trigger. You spent years developing what's become kind of this discipleship model of, of peer-based support, but also 
teaching, training, equipping that evolved into work, working and, and trying to, like you said, just, just kind of develop some of those applicable skills that, that are spiritual, um, you know, becoming more holistic, preparing men to, to, you know, transition to life. And then, and then I remember, you know, then, uh, you're talking now post 10 years and, um, it seems like a lot of, that's whenever I was, um, that's whenever I was in ministry. Um, I was in college, post-college. Um, this was like a little, you know, 2010s to 2014. There was a lot of changes that started to take place. You know, you'd build up a staff largely of men that had gone through the minute, well, all of them almost had gone through the ministry and some of them have been with you for a long time. And then there was a lot of, there was just kind of a, a big transition with staff and kind of around the time when this church was started. Yeah. The, ch- the church piece came in based on just the experience of, again, looking at the fruit at the end, when the men would leave the ministry, they would try to connect coming from this environment, coming from all the community they were a part of. And then they just struggled trying to connect to the local church. So they continued to get calls over and over and over about, man, this just, I'm not accepted. I don't feel like I fit. I don't know how to, how to flow within this church setting. And I'm frustrated and I don't feel like anybody understands me. And I don't think it was just that kind of thing over and over. And it's not the church's fault. I'm not anti any of that. I'm just saying yeah. it really comes down to that. It's not going to be the same. It won't be like that. So it's like, what do we do to bridge that again? We got to keep walking out a person's life holistically. We got, we've got to go all the way. Why start a phase one, two, three, and four, and you fall off at the end? We hope you enjoyed part four of the story of the refuge. We'll have part five, hopefully tomorrow. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk soon.